The rich have always made the rules. Rules about tax savings, social security, required minimum distributions, financial do's and don'ts. But they don't tell you what those rules are. Because if you knew the rules, you could take advantage of them like the wealthy do. Where do you go to learn about these rules? And how do you take advantage of them for your benefit? Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. That's Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour is pre-recorded and brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Hey, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halby. Welcome to the show, sponsored by TFS Financial Insurance Services. We're glad that you're with us at Total Financial Solutions. We think that, look, you have to keep some or part of your money safe. You've heard us. A lot of people are talking about it now. It's interesting when you go through the process of, of thinking about retiring and planning and saving, and the conversation uh, switches, if you will, from, oh, being, you know, let's grow. We can double your money in 10 minutes, and we can, we can tr- we're going to make you rich and rich, and you hear the little echo and the reverb in the mic, and then when you sit there and you say, all right, well, can I... Let me just see your portfolio. If you can make me rich, let me talk to your mom and dad. Because, listen, if you're a decent person, if you can make us wealthy, you better be making your parents wealthy first. And if they're not with us anymore, you better be making your sister, brother, cousin, somebody that you care about much more than me. You better be making them wealthy. In fact, they better already be wealthy unless you just started in this business. And they say, well, you don't understand. It's a process. Okay, look, I get it. But I can't have you practice with my money. You know, you know, for us, the goal of getting out of debt, managing our, our personal wealth, and, and planning for retirement, that's a process. But this process has to have little checkpoints along the way. Are things going okay in the economy? Did some of those choices, those decisions I made with the set of facts that I had, did they actually move forward and, and produce something positive? If they did, that, if, if they've done it that way, then, then I'm going to go back in and use that same set of judgment tools mindset to continue. But if not, if the financial professionals are saying you should have these fees because they give you all sorts of benefits, and when you look back, you say, wait a second, isn't a fee where I pay for something and don't really receive anything? Now, there's difference between fees and costs. Costs, I go buy a car, it costs me something. I give them the money, I drive away with the car. Costs, you go to eat dinner, you pay for a dinner, You eat a dinner and you walk away feeling full, I hope, with a good meal. But you see the difference in a lot of retirement plans and and, uh, IRA uh, plans are are something simple. You're paying for something so that somebody on the other side, usually a broker or Wall Street of some sort, could receive massive amounts of funds while they're on vacation. Like they didn't do anything, right? Oh, I'm managing your money. Okay, so... I get it. So what are you doing? Why? You better not go to go take a lunch break. You've heard me say this. You can't go on vacation. You need to call me when you get there. Call me when you leave. Because somebody better be watching my money from 6.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's my money. It's my retirement. I can't go back. It's not really like that. I go, oh, well, well, well then what really? Well, we put it in. We have a software program. There's folks in New York and Chicago and San Francisco. And, and we put this in the system and they all manage the money. Oh, okay, got it. So it's a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a team. So then why am I paying you? Uh, I mean, I get it. Then I better meet those people. I better talk to them. They have 100000 or a million or $5 million of my money. Why? I better be talking with those people because they're the ones that are making the decisions, apparently. You're just hanging out. Uh, I mean, you're not a bad guy, but you're pretty good at going name, address, social security number. So I could pay you a fee for that. I don't know, 20 bucks, something, whatever. But what at the end of the day did I buy when I turned around and gave you all my money? So keep this in mind. If you're planning for your future, you have to take everything into account. What is it costing you along the journey? But in addition to all of that, what are the guarantees? Could be Social Security. We've seen some struggles there. I don't know what that's going to look like. I think they're going to have to make changes somewhere in the system. 
They should have done it 20 years ago, but everybody was mad and angry and threatened and, and okay, fine. So the politicians come and go. Now they're talking about the FERS, which is the Federal Employee Retirement System, and the Civil Servant Retirement System. SERS and FERS, right? What are these plans? They're federal pension plans. So if you are a federal worker, everything from the FBI to people that are the, the civilians in Congress that uh, are, are lifers, if you will, the workers that, that don't just seem to leave, bureaucrats, all the way through to air traffic controllers, folks that work for NASA, maybe JP, JPL. We have seen that the thrift savings plan, if you have a thrift savings plan, you might be one that also has a FERS or a SERS, which is the Federal Employee Retirement System. What does that mean? It means you have a pension plan that the federal government is your employer. President Trump, Trump uh, has repeatedly called to trim federal retirement uh, benefits. He just uh, as reported on March 13th, 2019. Bloomberg says uh, the government... The president wants to switch to what's called a DC, which is a defined contribution plan. Let me tell you the difference. You know that thrift savings plan we just talked about? Right? It's the same thing as a 401k, same thing as a 403b if you're a teacher. So what they're saying is we need to start reducing, this is President Trump's uh, budget proposal, we need to start reducing the amount that people are receiving in their pensions, getting them used to not expecting it. Right or wrong? I don't know. I guess if you're going to be receiving one, you think it's wrong. If you're somebody who's never had a chance for a pension and you're going to have to pay more taxes so other people can have it, you probably think it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I'll take two. But here's what takes place. Here's the important part. As you're looking at these pensions, the savings, right, the savings alone, just in the cost of living reductions, Okay, just in cost of living, healthcare changes. They're looking at making some changes, right? Healthcare benefits. I think if the government gets out of healthcare costs, if companies get out of healthcare costs, and they just allow you to buy it, just like you buy your car insurance, right? You don't go to your employer and say, "Give me car insurance." You don't go to your employer and say, "Hey, you know what? I want disability insurance. Uh, you know, beyond whatever the workers' comp gives me." You don't. What you do say is, hey, I want, a, I want a fair wage. So what we expect is that as time moves on, the savings could be somewhere, ready for this, somewhere in the neighborhood of $102 billion over the next 10 years. That's just with the health care and retirement savings. That doesn't include the rest of whatever proposals. Now, Look, this is the way it works. The president proposes a budget. The other side, uh, the Congress gets it. They say, thank you for your suggestions. They make some adjustments. Maybe they change the whole thing, and they send it back and forth until the president will sign off on it, right? That's the whole part. What needs to take place, number one, is there needs to be a two-year budget. How do you plan for your life? You say, I'm going to buy something for the next 25 years, and I'm only going to expect to make something for the next one year. You have a 25-year commitment, and you're going to buy something for one year, or, or you're going to earn income for one year. You can't do that. Now, you might say, well, Eric, if I have a job, I buy a house. Well, why do you think you have to put money down on the house? Because the, because the employer, sorry, the, uh, the, the lender says, wait a second, we're not going to give you a loan. We just met you. Here's what we'll do. You put up 20% of your own money, and then we'll consider the rest. How long have you had that job? Okay, chances are you're probably going to keep it. How much money have you saved? Tell me about your habits. Oh, okay. Well, let's think about that. How much does the federal government have saved? Uh, mm, almost nothing. Oh, okay, well, I'll tell you about your habits. Oh, uh, I always spend more than I make. And how much down payment are you going to put, federal government? Oh, nothing. No, we want a 100% loan. And then what would you say if you were a lender? Next. <laughs> Next. Give me somebody else. So keep this in mind. I don't know where Congress – most likely it's going to go nowhere because even when the president and, and Congress, both houses were the same party, we saw this. Look, I, I don't – the president didn't even need to have the Democrats on the other side. The Republicans, especially in the Senate, lacked the courage to do any kind of real uh, adjustment. They just didn't like them. 
You know, I guess they felt they had to date him. Look, I don't have to like you to vote for you, right? I don't have to like 100%. I don't agree with my wife 100%. And you think I'm supposed to agree with the president 100%? Doesn't your spouse, hasn't your spouse ever said something in public or to your family or something to somebody that you go, gosh, you know, sweetie, I wish you wouldn't have said that, right? The drive back home is quiet at first. And then one of you says, you know, you either had too much to drink or you were just a little snotty or you just weren't nice. Right? A lot of people have been there. So what makes you think you're supposed to like the president 100%? You don't even know him. You just have to agree with him or her more than you agree with the other person. And if it's 51 to 49, then guess who you vote for? You know, that's the, the bottom line is so many people think it's all about emotional and I want to feel. I have to feel. I need to feel like I can trust him because I feel like one plus one is 15. So I feel like it. And you go, look, guys, math and budgets. The president's job is simple. Fix the country. Stop getting hosed by the rest of the, of the nations, right, on, on trade deals. Stop getting taken advantage of. Right? China's the next to hopefully come in line. We'll see. But meanwhile, the American worker who was promised a pension, these folks in Washington have messed up so badly that I don't think it's going to be the same as you think. Now, maybe if you're 65 years old, yeah, your pension probably won't change that much or at all. Maybe they'll remove the cost of living increase. Maybe they'll give you 1% or 2% per year. They'll probably do something like that. But if you're thinking, if you're thinking about in your 30s or 40s, retiring and your pension is supposed to be the way that you thought it was the day you got hired, I don't think that's going to be the case. This proposal seeks to increase employee contributions. That means you have to put in more money into that FERS, that Federal Employee Retirement System. You're going to have to put in one percentage point per year each year for the next six years without a benefit increase. And then that'll reach the 50-50 split. Oh, okay. That seems fair. Right? I mean, listen, you have a job that you can't be fired. They just transfer you. You have to punch your boss or create a phony dossier. <laughs> Who would ever do that? That would never happen. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. McCabe. I guess you lost your pension. But most others, right? It's difficult. You have to be kind of a pretty far out there to lose your pension, Lois Lerner. Right? She got to keep hers. Thank you. Of all the crazy stuff she did. So at least we can do is ask these folks to put in the same amount. I don't have to put in a lot more. And it's not easy. I get it. But this is for your benefit. If you're a federal employee, guys, I know you're not going to like this. But I'd prefer you get a little bit of pain now than be 79 years old and go, mm, sorry, your pension will be cut in half. You, oh, but that's not fair. Yeah, I get it. But folks, there just isn't any money. I prefer you have a little bit of pain now. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't create this system. I'm just the messenger. Your cost of living increases on this proposal will be reduced by a half of a percent each year. And guess what? They'll give you a supplemental annuity for workers retiring early before they can draw Social Security. It's basically a gap plan. We see this a lot with large pension plans. If you're eligible to retire, let's say, at age 60 or 58, the company has a separate annuity that fills the gap between that age and age 62 or 65, depending on how they break it down. And so they give you that payment. And then once you're eligible for Social Security at that age, then they remove it. Now, you don't have to turn on Social Security, but that supplemental gap pension, that's removed. So I like the fact that you are have you have more skin in the game. I think you should, right? I think everybody should. Now, the president's pushing this all the way to what's called a defined contribution, which means, tough luck, it's now a pension plan that no longer exists or that it's frozen, and it now becomes what's called a, a 401k, or in, or in this case, because it's the federal government, it's called a thrift savings plan, or TSP. The TSP plan, the provision of that of that program is simple. You go to work. If you make 50000 a year, when you retire, if you put money in today, let's say you put in, oh, I don't know, $10,000 a year. Well, today you only pay taxes on forty. But when you retire, where you retire, that $40,000, 
has already been taxed. That's your money. But the 10000 and all of the interest that it's earned, that is taxed at whatever bracket you are at the time, whatever city you live in, state, etc. So for a lot of people that leave outside of California, they're happy. You get to earn it California wages, set it aside, retire outside of the state, pay taxes on whatever the wages are there. And that's important because you don't end up, at least in most cases, paying California taxes back where, where you earned it. Because believe it or not, we're, we're one of the highest tax states. You know, we've spoken about this before, but there's a reason that people are leaving. I guess we had somewhere around 402 people, if you average it out, 402 people per day leaving the state. Now, these aren't the poor people. And I don't mean poor isn't bad, right? I have family. I mean poor isn't those that aren't making very much money. So the difference was it's the poor people that like to come to the state. Great benefits, great subsidies. Uh, kids go to college. Be an illegal immigrant in California. If you're an illegal alien, your kids go to college for free in some cases. Certainly they go to the rest of the education for free. And the parents aren't even here, aren't even supposed to be here get driver's licenses and bank accounts. You can see how the left is really trying to push this into, well, we'll give you free stuff so you vote for us. That's why California and others are trying to drop the retirement age because they have the influence in the education system. You know it. If you're, an ed- if you're a teacher, if you're an educator or a retired educator, you know this. You should be the one. You've, you've already earned your pension. It's over. You should be out on the front lines saying, take our education back. Take it back to reading, writing, and arithmetic. Get away from the political, social justice craziness. Right? That, that stuff doesn't exist. It's, it's a figment of somebody's imagination. You go, oh, Eric, that's not true. Let me give you an example. Right. And then let me give you an example. And there's people that will say social justice is whoever's in power gets to decide whatever social is the justice. And then, okay, I don't care what you believe. That's fine. But when you take, when you take math... And you start shifting money over because you've got this passionate belief and you phonied up a report and then you call it global warming. And then every time there's a hurricane or a tornado or a flood or a drought or a fire or massive amounts of rain, whatever it is, right? What a perfect world. I'd love to live in your world because no matter what happens, you get to blame somebody. Isn't that cool? No, zero, zero, none, zero responsibility. Because if you don't get to blame man, you have to recognize there's a God. And that is a little scary for a lot of you. I don't know. If you don't get a chance to say, well, I control this and he controls that and she can, and this group of people control this, then on the other side of the equation, you have to start saying, well, maybe, just maybe, nature, God, just the way it is, accidents. I mean, I don't know. It's something other than it's the ultimate in narcissistic manipulation and a control freak. That's all it is. Now, look, I don't care. You can live in your little compound. You can be crazy in your world, do whatever you want. But when you go to the public system, whether it be education or the federal government or the city or state government, and you go to them and you start adding numbers to it in math, and then now I have to pay for your crazy beliefs. I have to pay for your made-up numbers when you have some phony. Look, for those of you that say 96% of scientists believe, you need to do the math. Go backwards and look. Where did that statistic come from? It's just not a true number, you guys. There's just as many people. Look at the Greenpeace guy, right? The guy who founded Greenpeace, the ultimate environmental warrior. And he said the environmental system is off the rocker right now. I don't really care as much about that except, oh, by the way, did I mention that it cost me and you money and it's going to affect your pension? Because if we don't do it correctly, they will spend your pension dollars and they'll spend it in the wrong place. And then you're going to get proposals like President Obama had last year or his last uh, budget. What was his last budget? We're going to now tax Roth IRAs. What? We've had Roth IRAs when you were, you know, going by Barry in in Occidental College and smoking weed. Uh, Remember, we had Roth IRAs back then. Well, maybe you don't remember. It was a kind of a blurry time. 
when you signed up as an exchange student. Was that right? Foreign exchange student? I don't know. That's just a guess. But you, got, you remember those days, right? And then President Obama comes along and says, oh, by the way, we now have a Roth IRA. Ah, we're going to tax it. I guess you all played by one set of rules. We're in the fourth quarter and we're changing the rules. So we're going backwards to the first quarter. Now, every time you did this, we're going to punish you. Well, great news. Congress said, well, whoa, whoa, we're not going to accept that. So that went away. I share that with you so that you realize the politicians are thinking about it. Now, you can go both sides. The politicians on the right are thinking about capping or eliminating or lessening your federal pension. So in both of these cases, none of it says, oh, and good news for you, (laughs) right? None of it is like, oh, yay, I want my team to win. No, because both sides are cutting. President Obama's, one of his last budgets, uh, he was floating the idea of who really needs more than $3 million in their retirement account? I mean, really, $3 million. Cloud, uh, the, the crowd of unemployed people started clapping, yay, $3 million. yay. Take that money from them, Robin Hood. And when they did that, people said, well, I guess it's a good idea. I want to start floating the idea. Well, once it got outside of his sycophants in that room, all of a sudden people said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why three million? Why not two? Why not four? Why not three point six? Why not? Five? Well, we're starting a conversation. No, dude, you're trying to take my money. I'm the one that slept in my car. I'm the one that worked six days a week, seven days a week. I'm the one who who sacrificed this, or no, not you, Mr. Government Employee. So be very careful, you guys. You, these are folks that think that you make too much money, or you have too much money. You see, it used to be about the makes. You're earning, you're making. So we created the system so the more you make, the more you get penalized. Now, guys, it's not about that. They're starting to float this idea of a wealth tax. Ask our uh, Native American friend from the Northeast, right? She says, well, who needs to have that much money? We need to tax it. Or our, what is she, our 20-something-year-old, I have shoes older than her, 20-something-year-old uh, congresswoman, who can't put together a sentence without the word like at least six times. You say, my goodness, I'm hoping that you didn't pay for that education because you were robbed, ma'am. Because you can't say anything without like five or six times. Somebody has to help her. You guys, why am I being so brutal this morning? Simple. It is your money. These folks think that they deserve to take your money. You have to stand up. Now, you don't have to stand up on a street corner, you know, with a sign or something, but you need to stand up and fight somewhere. The ballot box, I, I don't know, write letters. Do I think you need to have some sort of safety and security? Yes, because these are the same folks that think controlling and manipulating Wall Street is the right answer. So you have to protect your retirement account. That's what we do. Right? Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services, what do we do? Simple. We keep some or part of your money safe away from the market risk. That's it. You want to earn reasonable gains somewhere between zero, let's say, and 10, zero and 12%. That's what we can do. Some years you're going to make a lot. Some years you'll make nothing. But you will never lose your principal if the market goes down. It's not the way it works with us. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888 888- Nine nine seven three eight four seven. You can get a hold of us now at any time. Uh, if we're not in the office uh, in, the, in the afternoon or something, it goes to the machine. Uh, but it works Monday through Friday, eight to five or so. We're here every week helping your family get out of debt, manage money, planning for your future. We're going to take a break in a minute. But before we do, I want to finish up with this subject because I'm going to come back with a different one when we return from the break. Look, here's where I see some big issues. I see that we have the budget that comes through the, uh, from the president down to Congress, they're going to make some changes, right? Uh, they do that on purpose, especially President Trump. He's at least the most uh, transparent about it, meaning he knows he's putting stuff in for them to take out, right? That's it, what you do, right? You put stuff in, you know the other side are going to focus on it, then they're going to take it out. That's how he got rid of the mandate, right? With the last budget, he focused on all this stuff, he took advantage of the Congress that never reads the, the rest of the bill anyway. And once it was signed and they all passed it, he said, oh, by the way, on page you know 197, uh, I, the, the mandate is no longer required. What? So the state of California says, we're going to be socialist. So now the state of California is trying to put in a mandate and, and make it so that you have to have health insurance. 
look, I, I think the state of California is on its way to fiscal collapse. That's my opinion. I think we're going to talk about that uh, continually for the rest of the year. But I need you to keep in mind that you and your family needs to to be safe uh, financially. That's what we're here for. Okay, triple eight ninety nine retire. We'll be back in just a minute with your family's finances. Uh, we're going to talk about the total financial hour right here on AM eight seventy. The answer. I'm Eric Halby. That's triple eight ninety nine retire. Eric Halby on AM eight seventy. The answer. Strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power. The total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with me today or coming back. If you're just joining us, I'm Arif Halaby. TFS Financial Insurance Services and Total Financial Solutions brings this show to you every week at this time. Look, we do it for a lot of reasons. One is the typical stuff that you're going to hear. You know, the market is up, the market is down. Put all your money, put everything in one basket, you know, all your eggs in one basket. I think, look, as you're working, as you're building your retirement life and, and you're going to work, uh, your food, your shelter, your clothing, your expenses, they come from your paycheck. So you can have your retirement accounts go up and down, right? You're buying more when it's less. You're buying more shares. When it goes up, you're happy because you think you're wealthier and you did something and, and uh, you're working through this period. Well, fine. But as you get closer to retirement, look, if you're within the next two or three years of retiring, certainly within the next six months, then you should come in, see if I can help you. If you want some or part of your money safe, removed from the market risk, we might be able to help you. Because when your food, shelter, clothing comes from your retirement accounts, you can't have ups and downs. You can't have the craziness in the market where you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, gosh, should I spend more money? Are we going to take that trip? Hey, we planned for six months, but the market is down. I don't know if we can afford to take that trip anymore. Let's wait. Right? Your mood, your attitude, your... your uh, appreciation for life, your, your, the, the goals that you set for yourself, everything when you're retired is contingent on whether the market is up or down. I think that's a problem. So long live your ability to grow your wealth through retirement and at least protect it from dropping backwards. That's important. I don't want you to make those uh, mistakes. Okay. So here, let's get into a couple of things. This is important. There's some reasons that Americans are not saving money today. Why are they not saving money? Well, they're not saving money for lots of reasons, but I want to touch on a few of them today. Because when it comes to savings, there's really two primary goals, right? Working for, for working folks, emergency and retirement. Emergency, I want you to keep money set aside. I'd like six months, at least, maybe a year of whatever you think you're going to need to spend. So for example, if your expenses are 5000 a month, that's 60000 a year. Now, you might say, Arif, I'm only going to be putting it in a checking or a savings or a CD, something that's liquid and accessible, and I'm not going to be earning very much interest. In fact, sometimes it's almost nothing. That's right. That's right. You get to pick two of these. Ready? I'm going to give you two. Liquidity, which is access to it at any time. Three, I want really high rates of return. I want really high. I want to be able to make lots of money. That's number two. Number three, safety. I want to protect what I've put in. I don't want it to go backwards. Well, you can have safety. You can have high rates of return. You can have, int- uh, you can have higher interest. Uh, you can have accessibility. What do you want? Pick it. Because if you want uh, high rates of return or you want safety, well, that's going to decide one place. If you want liquidity, access to the funds, and you want safety, well, that's another place. Well, this particular account is liquidity and safety access to it, and safety. So that's where the the savings accounts, the money markets, the CDs, that's where those shorter-term accounts come in. A lot of clients we have found over time are using those accounts to answer the question of accessibility. But you're not going to earn great rates of return. Nope. No, you're not. So what do we do? Well, you have enough money there. That's that six months or a year worth of savings. And then on the other side, you're going to have money that's designed for longer-term growth and income. And when I say growth, I don't mean putting it in on red at the casino because that's not a growth plan. That's not a plan that says, oh, I can't wait to, to double my money when you know number 32 hits on the, on the roulette wheel. 
Because the problem that most people have is they treat their retirement accounts like it's a gamble. And if I was to say that it's it's your time, that's what you're risking is your time that you've spent, your time that you've put together a plan, your life, you've sacrificed, you've went, uh, you know, taken time away from your certain children's events or grandchildren, or you didn't go and do the things you should have done or could have done because you had to work overtime or work extra shifts. Well, those kinds of, that's what you're risking. You're saying, hey, you remember when you worked overtime 15 years ago? Well, all of that you just lost. But by the way, don't, don't, don't worry. Your broker, Wall Street, her company, they're fine. They're going to have a great vacation. They're happy that you put that money in, and we're so sorry that you lost it. Hey, better luck next year. So that is not what we do. Our job is to go and be something very simple. It's to keep some or part of your money from going backwards in your retirement. And if you're not saving, then it could be for some of these reasons. Number one is I want you to realize sometimes you have too many expenses. Look, most of Americans are not saving. That, that's clear. We know that number. But here's what's pretty important. 38%, right, let's call it three out of 10, think that they cannot save anything because they are, believe it or not, they have too many expenses. I was speaking at an elementary school, and uh, I remember talking to a group of, of kids, and it was kind of money basic stuff, you know, some, some basic math stuff, and just kind of teaching them. It was kind of fun. And one of the kids said, you know, my mama can't save because she, does, she has too many bills. I said, well, what's a bill? Well, I have bills. I said, well, well, what, well what's a bill? You realize you don't get something in the mail that says, I can't wait. Look at what I just bought. I bought a bill. Now I have to pay for it. No, you didn't. You bought a flat screen TV. And then the bill comes because of it. Or you bought a car you shouldn't have bought. And it comes with a bill. Or you have a cell phone or a cable. Right, look at what you guys are paying for cable and for cell phones. $150, $250 or more per month. When does that get paid off? When is your last payment? Is that a 36-month payment? No, because it leaves the world uh, of asset and it just becomes an expense, just like your food, shelter, clothing. You have to eat again at least one more time today. And by the way, you have to pay $10 today to, to use your cell phone and your cable. Oh, you're not there. Oh, you're not going to watch it today. Well, sorry, you still have to pay $10 today. Right? Look at how many people have to pay for these things, and they don't even use everything. So look at getting a prepaid cell phone. Look at getting a plan where you know it's predictable. It's $40 a month. Eric, you don't understand. Our life is on our cell phones today. Well, maybe that's the problem, folks. Maybe you should back off just a tiny bit. I don't know. Maybe you should get free Wi-Fi. You can get phones that only work on Wi-Fi. Did you know that? And by the way, Wi-Fi is free. And did you know if you have cable... Whether it's Time Warner, whether it's uh, Comcast, AT&T, you can be in places where the Wi-Fi works for free. So you don't even need to have a cell phone that's hooked up to a service. You can check your voicemail. You can check email. You can make phone calls. So keep in mind, folks, that there are ways to eliminate the two or $300 or $150, $200 a month bill. A lot of folks have too much in expenses. That's one of the main reasons that they're citing for the inability to save. And it isn't just the emergency accounts we're talking about. It's the accounts that drive down the road of retirement and uh, saving for the future. Every day that you work, you don't get to spend 100% of it. You are crazy. Don't do that. Every day you work, you should spend no less than or no more than half because you have to pay your taxes. You have to save. And then whatever's left, that's what you get to spend. And it should be no more than half. Oh, Eric, I, I can. No, no, no. No more than half. That includes your mortgage, your gas, your car insurance, everything. Because, oh, Eric, you don't understand. I'm taking care of my aunt and my mother. Really? You want to compare stories? All of us have them. How about you stop making excuses, folks? Because it doesn't end. One of the other expenses we're finding, I'm sorry this is a bit tough for some of you because I, I care about you. 
but some of you are taking care of your your teenage high school kids the same way that you're taking care of your 25, 35, and 40-year-old daughter and son. I get it. 20 years ago, they were 15. Okay, you're supposed to take care of them. That's what they do. But 35 years old, and they're playing you know, video games in the back bedroom. They work at a just above minimum wage job. And you do their laundry. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, you got me there. But you make their food. You pay their electric bill. Come on, guys. Don't go down the road of saying that it's for them. Look at your life. If things are different. No, they're not. They're better. It's even easier today. They need to have a life. They need to have some self-respect. That does not come from you taking care of them. Listen, it's tough. They can come over every Sunday. You want to make sure they get a good meal every every week? Every Sunday. Come on over for lunch or for dinner, family dinner. Right? You have to make sure because the expenses, a lot of folks are delaying retiring. We had two uh, two people move just this year to get away from their adult child who wouldn't move out. One went from a four-bedroom house to a one-bedroom apartment in a senior center. The other went from a, I think it was a three or four bedroom house to a two bedroom because they wanted one for their office. Their adult child helped them move in and then took over that bedroom as if it was his. And she said, well, this is for my office. This is, you know, for my crafting room and stuff. Doesn't matter, mom. I'm only going to be here for a little bit. And that's only been one year. So isn't that ridiculous? That would never happen to me. Okay, well, I hope not. You guys, the expenses are not just the food, shelter, clothing, big cell phone bill, cable bill. Today you can get, you don't even really need cable, right? You could do the Hulus and the Prime and the Netflix. You can get everything you want. So be very careful. All right. How about this? Here's another one. Folks are not saving because the procrastination is off the charts. I'll get to this one a little later. Just kidding. Procrastination, right? (laughs) The reason is 16% of Americans are saying, well, listen, I'm not saving, but I will tomorrow. Oh, you don't understand. First, once this vacation, once the summer, once this, holidays. If you're short on emergency savings, it is your family's future. And look around. Look in the mirror. If you're somebody who's had to borrow from friends and family and you have not made them whole, then that's a character flaw, guys. You need to fix that. It can be a very long time from now. It doesn't matter. If you've borrowed money from somebody, make sure you pay them back. Even if it's $25 a month, it doesn't matter. Get it back. You'll feel better about yourself. It'll eliminate your laziness. It'll start motion. Okay? Hey, listen, another reason a lot of folks say, I don't make enough money. I don't have a good job. I don't make enough money. They'll say, listen, I wish I could save, but I just can't afford it because my job is is a low-wage job. Well, guess what? Ready for some good news? They just changed the law. You are now allowed to have two jobs if you want, even three. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, you can actually have as many jobs as you can fit in. And they removed the requirement to have eight hours of sleep. You're allowed to sleep four or five, at least you know temporarily. So the world has changed. Congratulations. Freedom is back. I used to have three jobs, one full-time and two part-time. Why? Well, because who was going to take care of my family? You? The government? We were taught that it was shameful to take money from the government. That's what we were taught. Now, people still do. I'm not saying that's a bad thing in your life. I'm talking about how I was raised. Because as long as I could move. Now, if I couldn't move, right? If I was injured or or disabled, okay, that's a different story. But if you can work, there's no reason in the world you can't have two jobs or three jobs. Nobody entitles you to every single uh, of your child's uh, extracurricular activities. That would be great. Oh, my gosh, that'd be wonderful. But there's, they have to have dinner. They have to wear clothes to the event, right? So they prefer to eat dinner and have clothes and not have you there. If you think that you have to be there, then you decide which meal they're going to skip because you need to save. A big option for most people is they don't understand today the internet gives you boatloads of ways 
You can make money. How do I make extra money? You know what you do? You go on, how do I make extra money? Go to the search engine. Go to Bing. Say, hey, can, you know, how do I do this? How do I get a second job? How do I save? You can find out anything about anything. See, it used to be knowledge was kept far away. That's why most of you put money in your retirement plan at work. Because that's what they said to do. You walked in the door, said, oh, by the way, buddy, in six months or one year, we have this retirement plan. And by the way, my goodness, you're eligible and we're going to do a match. Like a match? What does that mean? Oh, well, well, we'll put money in when you put money in. Okay, good. So you start doing it. Why? Because that's what you think you're supposed to do. And then where do you put it? There's risky and not so risky. There's red lines and green lines and blue lines. There's... uh, big, fancy terms, international growth, speculative, uh, aggressive technology, blue chip. You're like, wow, I'll pick the one that has the most words. And then, and you, or, you, or this is the worst part, you guys. You go to the grid with all the percentages and you find the one that has the highest percentage rate of return. And you say, well, look, in the last five years, it's made more than all the others. Or the last 10 years, it's done better than all the others. If your financial professional judges the future on past performance, ask yourself why at the end of every commercial they say past performance is not indicative of future results. And yet they're showing you five-star or double-digit returns, and they'll try to tell you that that's what we expect going forward. Now ask yourself. What kind of debt did we have back then? What kind of political system uh, you know, scenario did we have back then? What was the economic cycle that we were in? What was our relationship with China and Mexico and North America and you know, NATO uh, trade organizations and Russia? And what, what was all of that? And if you're telling me we're at the same today that we are going forward, that we were backwards, then I am good. Then put it in the same place because that's a sure thing. But if you're like most people, And you say, wait a second, under those conditions, we were, uh, we did pretty good, it looks like, my gosh. But under the future conditions, maybe we're just a bit different and you want some or part of that safe and you just don't want any part of the craziness. Well, then maybe we can help. Maybe I can sit down and maybe we can put some of it safe if you qualify. You have to put some of it into emergency money. That always matters to me. So that if there's an emergency, you can access funds without any penalties or fees. I don't want you to have to pay a penalty or fee to take your money out. You shouldn't even be paying a fee annually. Anybody who says that, oh, you have to pay a fee, not true. Every product in the world has a profit built into it. Whether this pen, my laptop computer, your automobile, a meal. You don't walk into the restaurant and say, here's $2 for the chef and a dollar for the busboy. And $2 for the manager, can I have my meal, please? You don't do that. You know that when the meal comes to you and you pay $10 or $50, whatever you pay, and you finish and you pay the bill, you know that inside of that there's the food costs, there's the uh, electric bill, there's going to be the, the lease for the building, and everybody else is going to get paid from that same $30 bill, right? What's the difference when you have a financial product? You, oh, I have a no load, no fee. Really? So all of those people work for free. Their website runs for free. When you log on, somebody's maintaining it. That's free. The manager, the guy when you answer the phone, the phone company's not charging them. Every time you make a call on an 800 number, all of that is free. Go back to the common sense. We know we're paying for that stuff anyway. And then when they try to charge you a fee, sometimes they say, oh, well, well, you know, we, uh, this is just all we are paid. We make more money when you make more money. Well, yeah, because you charged me a fee on the same money you charged me a fee on last year that you charged me a fee on the year before. So when some of these companies will charge you a fee on the same funds that they charged you a fee on, yet they'll lose your money and you'll give it back to them so that they can charge you a fee again going forward, you go, huh, maybe just maybe they're already being paid twice. Maybe. So keep this in mind. One of the reasons a lot of people are not saving is because they have way too much in fees. Because they're paying for things not once, but sometimes three and four times. So you don't want to be somebody. Go back and and take a look at all of the fees that you're paying. 
You should pay as little, if not zero, in everything. In your retirement accounts, we can have a zero-fee account, but you're going to have catches. Catch number one, you're going to make between zero and 10, maybe zero and 12 every year. And realistically, you're going to average somewhere, if you take the whole period of time, let's say a 10-year one, probably you're going to average between 3 and 6%. Some years zero, some years 10, some years five, some years four. But realistically, you're going to average between 3 and 6 each year. When you add it all up, divide by 10, that's what you'll make. We expect. But what do we know for sure? That's not a sure thing, but what do we know for sure? Number one, we know that you're not going to pay any fees. Number two, we know you're not going to have any losses when the market drops. So if you can only go forward, isn't it nice to have some or part of your money protected and safe? That's great. Look, our firm is is simple. Our job is to help you with the money that you want protected. But you need to remember, you can't have debt, at least not very much of it, going into retirement. I'm okay if you have what's called... uh, debt that has an ending date, right? You have a a 30-year mortgage and you have 12 years left. Okay, I'm all right with that. A lot more so than reoccurring debt, like a credit card. Or every time this, this cycle comes through, you're paying it again. It has to have a fixed date. I have a new car, but it's the last car I'm going to buy. I'm okay. Uh, it's a six-year loan and I have two years left and I'm going to retire. Okay, I'm all right with that. Right? We know. We know there's a date and time it's over. When I mentioned your cell phone and your cable bill, oh, and it never ends. Surprise, surprise, never ends. Like, when does I, when do I make this last cable bill? Nothing. How about last property tax? Is that it? Nope, sorry. Hey, I paid off my house. Good. You better make the rent payment. What rent? Well, you're renting this from the county. I am? Yeah, well, the state, the county, they all put in a little piece. So you have to write your little check each and every month or every year, every quarter, whatever. You have to do that because you're renting your house and the land from the county, and it's called property tax. So don't ever really take a look at your life and try to figure out, well, at least, you know, at least I'm not going to go backwards. You know, my home will always go up in value. Not always. Right? Remember that. Not always. If your home is one of those that is, uh, you know, in a very, what's the right word, desirable area? Right, certain areas, when you when the market goes down, you're just going to go down less, which is great. If you're in an area that isn't so desirable, meaning there there isn't a group of people trying to move in every day, every week, then chances are you might get hit pretty hard if the market real estate market drops. So be very careful in how you judge your wealth, because as the I don't know the great philosopher, it might have been John Gotti. <laughs> who said cash is king. I don't know if it was him, but you get the idea. Having money saved, you can't take a piece of drywall off your house and say, oh, I'm going to take this to the grocery store. Our home is paid off. I'm going to take my rental property. I'm going to take the front lawn. You know, I just just put $10,000 in the front, front yard. Let's take a piece of that to the store. You can't do that. We know that. It's silly. So you need to have money. You need to have savings. Keeping some or part of it safe, I think, is a smart move. Look, Americans are notorious for racking up debt. We were pretty good. The last few years, we started coming down in credit card debt. But just recently, we started going the other direction. We started going back up because people were scared. And when you're scared, you start reducing debt. At least you should. It's a smart move. So I don't want you to be in a position to where your family is starting to save. You're starting to get in the right direction. You don't have any money saved for for retirement, for income, right? That's the purpose, strategic income. And you don't have money saved for emergencies, which is the other purpose. And then all of a sudden you're in a, in a situation where you need to buy something. Right? You need a new roof on the house. How are we going to come up with that? You need a new air conditioner. It's 110 outside. You need a, you know new copper pump uh, piping. We just had a client come in recently who had a leak above upstairs, of course. Those are always horrible. And they didn't find it because it went down through the wall and up. And, and by the time it was done... Nearly the entire house is gutted down to the studs. It was such a horrendous leak because that happened and then something else happened and it just turned the whole place upside down. Thankfully, insurance will pay for some, but folks, there's something called a deductible. 
And by the time there's what they don't cover and deductibles, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of $10,000 she has to come up with. Well, if you have to pull that from a retirement account, it's not 10000 that you have to pull out. Don't ever make that mistake. It's 10000 plus the taxes, and if you're un- young, un- younger than uh, 59 and a half, you have to pay penalties. So normally, if you say, I need 10000 it might be fifteen. Right? These are important pieces as you sit down and build your family's life. Folks, hey, listen, I want to thank you for being with us today. Thanks for being with me and, and joining, because a big part of what we do is to sit down and help you manage your financial life keeping you out of debt, that's a good idea. How about uh, keeping some of your money protected? Getting guaranteed sources of income when you're ready to retire. That's what we're all about on the Total Financial Hour. Give me a call if you would at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. If you have any questions, we're here for you. Have a wonderful day. The Total Financial Hour with TFS, Financial and Insurance Services on AM870, The Answer. Strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. Higher income strategy. I'll retire. The Total Financial Hour is pre recorded and brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.